Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Good morning, Dan. Gentlemen, I'm so happy you were giddy with your visit to Hot Springs last night. I will be in Hot Springs sometime in February. I've agreed to do a, uh, a speech at uh, at the convention center down there. So I'm, oh, I'm glad what? you're warming up. Yeah, I'm glad you're warming up the. Uh, Yes. Yeah, That'll be great. And well, you listen, gotta let me yeah, show you around we, my old stomping ground. Yeah, we gotta. If you want to go over to the casino yes. or what, they got great restaurants. We we know people, and uh, we'll get you hooked up over there. Of course, you know we will get you good parking. Wayne Smith is a great big football, f- oh, you know, he's fan. He's the, he obviously he's the GM of the entire Absolutely. place. When, when, are you, when are you coming, Dan? What month? Uh, it, I'm going to be speaking to uh, I think the Arkansas Construction, uh, you know, uh, convention. Uh, it'll be in February. I'll let you know a little bit more about Please that do. later. But I, I do want to make sure. I, I don't know. I haven't been in a long time. Is McClard's Barbecue still around? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It is. Yeah, it's a staple. I think that's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, there's no doubt. You got it. Absolutely. A uh, big weekend this weekend. You know, obviously, you got a, you got the national championship game on Monday. We'll get to that. But the NFL, you got you got some games on the line. You got some games where you know teams are sitting their stars because they don't need to play. And uh, but uh, but several games, a lot on the line. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a really uh, really cool time of the year if you're a football fan. Let's. Let's go back real quick and, and talk a little bit about the uh, the two uh, semifinal games last Monday night. I I got to tell you, it, 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 my over you know overarching thought as soon as the game was over was that that Jim Harbaugh maybe it wasn't Jim and maybe it wasn't Saban, but the, the assistant coaches for the Michigan Wolverines. Did three times the coaching job that the Alabama staff did. They they had answers, yeah, and they they were able to really fluster the Alabama offense the entire night. Really, you know, Milroe, you know, pulling it down and running was really the only. Yep, that's it. Only only uh, uh, spark they had on offense. But uh, in the second game, you got to hate. I, wow, that that quarterback uh, for Washington, uh, Pennick. Yep, kid that started his career at Indiana here, where I'm living in Indiana. Uh, yeah, nobody knew about him, but boy, I'm telling you, he put the ball on some really, really high class receivers, and it really makes uh, this game come Monday night really uh, exciting. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, going to go with the uh, the chalk, thinking. Michigan is just going to ground and pound. I got to tell you, Washington is one of those teams that just and, they, and a lot of people are saying that uh, that young coach they have, I can't remember his name, Dalbar or something. He have you seen his record yeah. in, in, in in his career? It's yeah, like 110 and and 11 or something. It's crazy. Yeah, he's impressive. So it, it ought to be a great game on Monday night. Yeah, Dan. He's uh, he he won three national championships. It's at the lowest level in AIA, which yeah. you got to respect the guy. Just goes yeah. to show you, if you're a good coach, you can win at any level. And I think it's going to be a good game too. I, I think uh, you're right. Penix is an excellent quarterback. He's got a great story. Uh, very accurate. It'll be the best passing offense that Michigan's faced all year. Michigan's strong up front defensively. They did. They they really got, caused Bama problems. You're right. The only offense they had was Milrow running around. So I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Oakland Sports Line is still four and a half. Four and a half, four and a half that uh, Michigan. 
is favored. So yep. uh, it'll be a good way. You know what, too? And it's not, you know, not, yeah, nothing against the SEC. We love the no. SEC. Yep. But for the first time, you got two teams that haven't won a championship in 25 years. It's I not like the SEC. It. And it's not, nice to see somebody different They're in their blue plan. Blood. I like it. I want to see that helmet on there. Uh, yeah. Dan, did you play against Jim? Uh, uh, no, were you talking about Jim Harbaugh? Yes, sir. No, I, I played with him, yes. He was our first-round pick in 87. I guess that would have been my eighth year, ninth year. And he was a godsend to me by then. We had all gotten really, really tired of Jim McMahon and his antics, and we, <laughs> we had real high hopes for, uh, for Jim. And for whatever reason, it never really worked for him here in Chicago. And I and – I, Look, I'm, I'll be the first one to tell you that our offensive, uh, you know, staff—they were kind of old school, and and they didn't give Jim, I think, the uh, the coaching, the tools he needed uh, desperately, and uh, and the Bears and, and the Harbaugh parted ways probably about '92 or three, and he went to Indianapolis where he had a renaissance. And he got the Colts into the playoffs year after year and, and really had a, a real nice career. But, uh, no, Jim was one of my favorites. I, he and I were like golf partners. When, uh, we would uh, go to uh, these little uh, events around. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought the world of him. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, uh, it'll be fun to watch this game. I just, I just think Washington, they've got, they got, you know, there's something about the uh, – this has been the year of the underdog. There's something about that vibe. Everybody is is kind of using it as, you know, a lack of respect, whatever you want to call it. They're selling it to the kids, and the kids are bringing it. So this will be a, a fun game to watch. Uh, we're visiting with Dan Hampton. Uh, I do want to say thank you to Metro Towing and Central Termite and Pest Control for sponsoring Dan each week. All right, we had Walt Coleman on, 30-year NFL veteran referee, and uh, hearing his take on the call between the Lions and the Cowboys. Uh, how do you view that situation, uh, Dan? It, it, you know, it, it, the whole thing is, and, and again, <laughs> I, you know, I okay, before you tell me what Walt uh, you know, said about it, <laughs> to me, Look, here's the deal. It's a nuanced thing where that left tackle kicked out to play tight end. Yep. And for whatever reason, they, they meaning Detroit, uh, they they thought that they could kind of pull a fast one. Yep. Have the, the one tight end come in, the, the, the one offensive tackle come in as a tight end, but actually line up as a left tackle. And so, in a way, you know, I thought it was a chicken blank call. But you know the rules are the rules, yeah. and, and 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 they kind of got caught. Is that what Walt? Said? Yeah, Walt. Walt's deal was that Detroit tried to be too sneaky, even with the officials, and it confused the officials. And by being dishonest, instead of, they sent three players to you know Dan Skipper, former Razorback number seventy, was running towards the official. All those sixty-eight had already declared. You know he, he was telling the official, "I'm the eligible guy," but, but but Skipper had been coming in and out two, three times as the eligible guy or whatever. So him running towards the official, I think, confused the official, and so. Uh, Walt said that it was dishonest play by Detroit trying to confuse the official. It did, and that was the situation. It was a confusing well, trying, deal. Weren't they trying to confuse 
uh, uh, well, uh, Dallas too. They were trying to confuse them th- yes. by doing it, that, which confused the official. And, and right. so the that's intent right. that the referee picks up, your intent was to deceive, and that's, that, that's, that's right. Not which which okay. I, I think they still did the right. I think sixty-eight went over there, and, yeah. and, and, but he, he turned around, he saw seventy running. I think he got confused by the time he got to the yeah. line of scrimmage for Dallas. Of course, it said seventy. He didn't know he was because even Skipper was lined up where he was supposed to be in the trick play, but he he, right. he told him the wrong thing. They didn't obviously Dallas didn't cover sixty-eight. Right, but and now that's a trickle-down effect for the. Detroit Lions in the playoffs, uh, Dan, as far as where they are or where they would be. Oh, it was a huge – and now think about this. Dallas has got a chance to win the division that they otherwise wouldn't have, if, of course, if uh, that would have been called a good two-point conversion. Right, so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? I, I will tell you this. The, there there has been such a, a, a you know, an, what would you call it? A huge uprising across the league from players, coaches, and fans, you know, about certain, you know, almost, uh, you know, like simple calls that have been, you know, the offsides call with Kansas City three weeks ago that cost them a game. Yeah. You know, there's been an outcry about some of the officiating, but, but in this case, the officials were correct. And it was Detroit that was kind of caught trying to be crafty. And, you know, the, the old NASCAR thing, if he ain't trying to cheat, he ain't trying to win. So, you know, but you know what? I got to tell you, nobody saw Detroit in a meaningless game. In their mind, it was meaningless because they had already clinched the division the week before. They go down to Dallas. Dallas desperately needing the win. They should have won that game. Yeah, so, had a so I, I just, it just tells you this NFL is, I mean, you shake your head say, all right. Toss a coin. You have no idea what's going to happen week to week. Lamar Jackson is obviously sitting out uh, this game coming up this weekend. Is he your MVP for the league this year? In your opinion? Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? We, we we're in a real similar situation here in Chicago. We got a young, very dynamic, uh, athletic quarterback that has kind of gotten to the the precipice, but he can't get over the top. He can't get over the hill, and you know, and 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 become one of the premier quarterbacks and, and and you know everybody's blaming the offense think about this the two hottest teams in the nfl the two and and kind of put this on the you know, petrino and the razorbacks the two hottest teams in the nfl both fired their offensive coordinator within the last year okay who are the two hottest teams buffalo and baltimore right buffalo and baltimore buffalo fired their offensive coordinator ken dorsey back in uh, the, the end of october and boom, their offense took off. Uh, last year, Greg Roman was the offensive yep. coordinator for six years, and everybody thought he was doing a great job. Well, guess what? John Harbaugh said, no, 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 no. We, I think we still have a dimension we haven't explored yet with Lamar Jackson. And so he makes a change, brings Todd Munkin, who was the offensive coordinator at the University of Georgia, which we're all familiar with. Brought him to the NFL, you'd think, well, college guy, what's he got? Well, guess what? He has opened the lid, and now Lamar Jackson, nobody wants to play him. And his ability to extend plays, to, to pull down and, and break for 15 yards, you know, back-breaking third-down runs for first down, I mean, you know, it, it, it has been the tail of the tape, and Baltimore has now emerged as the number one team in the NFL going into the playoffs. Now, you know, Lamar Jackson's uh, record in the playoffs is, is hideous. Uh, I don't know what has he got, three or four playoff games, and most of them are losses. Right. Uh, he, he, so we're going to see if this 
you know, yeah, all the seventeen games. They're really just a, a pageant, getting ready for the playoffs. I got to find out who is who's ready for the big time, and I, we'll see if Lamar is. But right now, he's. He's the MVP, no question. Got to tell you, you may not know this, Dan, the funny funny angle there on this Lamar Jackson story. So Greg Roman, Roger, I don't know if you knew this or not, uh, and Shannon and Josh, he was a Brawls Award finalist many, many years ago when he was at Stanford. He was the offensive coordinator. I, understand. I have no idea, but, I should, but huh. he, was, yeah. was he Harbaugh's coordinator? He was Harbaugh's coordinator, oh, and, wow. and, was, wow. uh, and uh, I was always – now, if you ever seen Greg Roman, he's short – he he does it physically yeah. unassuming, ha- unassuming, and uh, and always his name would always get mentioned. Oh, is this guy going to be a head coach? Because Dan he had done a good job, you know, wherever he had been uh, as a coordinator. So obviously they make a move this year and they bring in Todd Mockin, who was a Brawls Award finalist last year. Uh, uh, Dan he was here in Little Rock, and Roger, you remember the funny thing about Todd Mockin? We've never had a guy, Dan, where we've almost had to have the dump button ready. Uh, for any uh, the colorful language, but he was he he was dumping so many words that we normally don't say. We, you know, it's a lot. It's broadcast live on TV right. and radio, but he was hilarious. You know, he's been around a long time, oh, yeah. Yeah. and so uh, and he really had a chance to win that thing last year. The last two uh, Georgia coordinators did, but he was he was quite the character. But I thought that was sort of interesting. Both Brawls Award winners have done good jobs. Well, not winners, but finalists have done well, good job. Yeah, you know, and and, and it just illustrates how on top of everything you guys are. Now, you know, come on, let's be realistic. You know, Little Rock, Arkansas, is that the epicenter of the of the college football and NFL? No, it's not. But you guys, you're right on top of it. Let me just tell you this. Greg Rowan was the offensive coordinator that essentially went with the Colin Kaepernick attack that brought the 49ers into the Super Bowl when Jim Harbaugh was at the 49ers. Some seven yeah, years ago. Yeah, how about so, that? Yeah. You know, I, I, again, you know, the, these coaches they come and go and they weave uh, their their, you know, their 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 effect on all these different teams. It's so to me, it's it, it's fascinating. And and at some point, well, and I just want to say this: Hey, finally, finally, Jimmy Johnson going into yes. the, the Ring of Honor yes. down in Dallas. You know, Jimmy. His his best friend in the world apparently is Dave Wanstead, who I'm with every week on television. And Jimmy calls and we talk, yada yada. And and I got to tell you, those you know, it was a very kind of a contrived situation. And the guy behind the scenes that made it all possible. It was it, this wasn't something that you know everybody said. Look, we need to do the right thing. Blah, blah. No, this was Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman was the guy behind the scenes. Yeah. Talking to Jerry, talking to Jimmy, saying, "Look, you got to kiss and make up." And you know, guess what? I'll get it where we we will broadcast it live on Fox. If you guys do, you know, bring this thing to consummation and and put Jimmy in there. And you know, it really came out great. And my my dear friend uh, Randy White was standing right there by Jimmy. And I got to tell you, I really. For a guy that's not a big cowboy guy, because we used to hate him. I, I, I mean, it was really great to see Jimmy. And, you know, a lot of people don't know, he coached me my first two years at uh, Arkansas. So yeah, I, I have great memories and uh, great high regard for Jimmy Johnson. I'm glad he finally got his just rewards. Well, and Troy, didn't Troy... Uh, uh, introduce him? Or, uh, I think, I think that's so. Hall of Fame. I, I mean, think, they, they are I very, so. very close. I think he did. Yeah, I believe that's right. He's in the Hall of Fame, I, yes? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Troy, Troy, I think, was the guy that introduced him. Well, think about this, guys. 
<clears throat> talking about small world, when Troy was 14 years old, Jimmy Johnson went to some type of an athletic event recruiting somebody else and said, who's that 14-year-old kid throwing the ball? And this was when he was in Henrietta, Oklahoma, and Jimmy was the coach at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. So talk about small world. There you go. Yeah, yeah it really wow. is. Uh, all right, for, before we let you go, uh, obviously you only got a few weekends left. What is your uh, lock of the weekend? All right, we're going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baltimore doesn't need to win. They're not going to play the quarterback. Pittsburgh is desperate, and they finally found a little bit of offensive juice. Three weeks in a row, they're well over 350 yards a week. So take Pittsburgh. Take Tampa this week. Tampa fell on their face last week. They know they have to win this week. So Pittsburgh and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if, you, if you're really feeling good Monday, uh, Sunday night, the Buffalo Bills will roll and get in the playoff, and they're going to cause some problems for people. Who are they playing? How about that? Who uh, Buffalo players? They play Miami. Buffalo's playing Miami. Miami, yeah. Miami yeah. yeah, they'll destroy That's a big Miami. Miami yeah. for the division. The fish, the fish are 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 kind of blank. Yeah. They've got Mostert is out. Uh, Waddle is out. Their two best defensive players are out. Yeah. Miami, I think the bloom is off. What one? Uh, one last thing, too. One more lap final rules war connection. We're talking to this NFL. Of course, you know who the offensive coordinator is for for Buffalo now, uh, Dan. I'm not aware. It's Joe Brady, uh, who was who won the Brawls Award at LSU, the one that won the national championship. You remember he left? He left LSU, went to Carolina, got fired there. He's been popping around. When they fired uh, whatever the guy's name is at uh, at. Uh, Buffalo, uh-huh. they promoted Ken Dorsey. So since Joe Brady has become the coordinator, all of a sudden they look alive again. So, so anyway, some Brewers Award flavor throughout the NFL. Uh, Dan, great, uh, great stuff as always, buddy. Thank you. I got to tell you, you guys do a great job. Hey, listen, enjoy the weekend and go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> listen, to, he's uh, a champ.